Hey friends, what if in 40 days your small groups could grow by 40%? That's what we're seeing time and again with the Red Letter Challenge. It's a 40-day turnkey church campaign that centers around making more effective disciples of Christ. The author, a good friend of mine, Pastor Zach, went and looked at the teaching of Jesus and the command that he commanded his disciples and found five main principles out of the mouth of Jesus. This challenge is centered around those five targets. In the first 18 months, hundreds of churches and over 60,000 people have completed the Red Letter Challenge, and this is amazing. 100% of the pastors who have taken the Red Letter Challenge recommend it to you. I, I don't know any other products that we've ever talked about on Seminary where that's true. And on top of all that, we've seen an average of 40% growth in in small groups in even very, very large churches. So whether your church is 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, what I want you to do is go to redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary, and there you'll find packages ready to go for you. The packages start in as little as 10 copies for like a single small group and up to 1,000 or more copies. Going to that link will save you between 10 and 40% off. So I want you to go there now. It's redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. Uh, it's really an amazing opportunity for your church to reach more people, to see the people in your church grow. All right, let's jump in with today's episode of the Unseminary Podcast. Let's go. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey listeners, I'm Vanessa, the host of the Unseminary podcast, where we talk about the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm joined by the founder of Unseminary, Rich Birch. Hey Rich, how are you? Uh, I'm doing really well today. Uh, Super excited about today's article, kind of a fun one. Uh, The question I have for you, so uh, I love our Amazon Alexa um, no, I have one in my office, so she just turned on and was wants to hear from me. Do uh, you got what do you guys have at home? That's kind of like one of those I don't know what they call them smart smart speakers. What what do you have there? We have a Google Home, so we're on the other nice. side of you. Yes. Now, what do you like about the Google Home? Is do you have like a now? Do you what do you what do you call her? Like I like to call her Mars Alexa. Do you just call her Google? Yeah, we just say hey Google, and then it's like mm. lights up, and then you say set timeout timer for three minutes because we're in the thick of having a toddler that needs multiple timeouts a day. But in, in joking aside, I actually love that I can play. So my husband's super, super techie and we have a lot of, we have the Google home minis. Um, he went super fancy and got me a very nice speaker for my office, but I can have all the music playing throughout the house um, without it sounding off. So I go into our bathroom. It sounds the same as it does in our office as it does in the kitchen, which is pretty cool. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love, I, so I, we were early adopters of, for sure of the Amazon Alexa. And I just, I think she's amazing. And, (laughs) and so, yeah, I would say I like, so music for sure is, is killer app. You know, I love being able to, uh, like just the other night I was, we were at our small group at, at, um, you know, for church and we got talking about like really bad nineties Christian music. And so <laughs> I love, I love that we, and so then we got onto this thing after group about just asking her, like, do you remember Carmen? And do you remember like, you know, all this stuff? And so sure enough, uh, this music just comes from on high. So I love that. But I also love like the news feature I love totally. and like being able to just like, you know, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, and, and even like you say, even the, like I, I, for folks that don't know, I love to cook. And so I'll, we have one in our kitchen and I'll use it as a timer now, not to time out my 
kids, but to time out the the food, which is which is wonderful because yeah. you can have it say like onions and then like beef or whatever you're it'll name them all which is really cool it is really neat it's also very fascinating to see how far technology has come that all we have to do is say hey google and like the world is our oyster i know it's crazy right so that's really our germane to what we're talking about today because the article today is five ways artificial intelligence is going to help church leaders and i think so artificial intelligence is one of those things that's always seemed like it's just around the corner it's kind of like the flying car like oh it's here before you know it we'll all be in flying cars um (laughs) you know but i think it's going to be more like what we're seeing with google and with amazon alexa and all that kind of stuff i think it's going to just kind of uh, slowly creep into our worlds like it's you know before you know it it will have kind of all this, you know, artificial intelligence around us. It's already happening. Siri's the same way, right? On your phone or, or, you know, if you've got whatever the Google equivalent of that is, you know, we see that, you know, time and again. So today I want to talk a little bit about that. And I've been thinking about this recently um, and, and how it impacts us as a church leader. Cool. So let's talk about how, talk about processing your email. So uh, yeah, I remember when email was fun. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I still think was it's it ever fun. fun? Yeah, uh, exactly. I like email. I, yeah, so do I. But yeah. there was a time where it was like super fun. I remember early on, this is going to age me now. Uh, I was at a <laughs> university computer lab and I, I, I was sending email to my then girlfriend and it seemed, who's now my wife, it seemed like it was magic, right? It seemed like, you know, you typed in here and then it was like this magic note that went away. Uh, but, you know, we're not there anymore. You know, uh, marketers ruin everything. Folks like me that send way too many emails, you know, we we ruin everything. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, despite texting and Skyping and FaceTiming and, and all whatever different ways there are out there to communicate, email continues to be a very important communication, you know, tool trend approach. And, you know, eventually already we're starting to see this creep in how artificial intelligence is helping us sort out our email. But eventually what will happen is because artificial intelligence is really all about processing huge amounts of data in this, you know, and then really as you and I, people who are church leaders, our job is still to be do creative and emotional work. Uh, we will be able to give our email to some sort of artificial intelligence bot or it'll just be built into Gmail or Outlook or whatever you use. It will collate all that down into what might ultimately be even a conversation with your Alexa or, you know, Google Home where then it says like, hey, I've got a couple different things that I want to talk you through in the same way that an assistant would. Uh, th- that day's coming. I- I'm really looking forward to that day because, uh, you know, I already try to just focus my, you know, email on like one time a day or two times a day, not like just be constantly checking email because, you know, you're not paid to do email. Uh, but, uh, you know, it really this idea of processing email is, is one of the ways that artificial intelligence is going to help us all. Oh, it's so interesting. All right. Let's talk about pastoral chatbots. All right. This is like a go with me on this one. Um, in fact, I've written about this in the past. About two years ago, I wrote an article. Ah, it's probably three years ago now. I wrote an article all uh, asking, you know, will robots replace uh, pastors someday? And so there's obviously <laughs> had some sort of, um, you know, issue in this area. But um, so again, back to this idea, artificial intelligence is about processing huge amounts of data and, and pa- processing it faster than any human can ever do. But then you and I are going to be required to still do the emotional and creative work. We all know, if we can be honest, that there is a part of pastoral care, what I, I like to call the triage part of it, that frankly is about listening to people and then understanding who it is that I want to get them connected to. Uh, there's a part of it is like, hey, you know, you, this is what's going on in your world. I, you really should talk to insert this person. 
person, whoever that is. And, you know, there's already examples of this out there. And I, I list a few of them, Hello Tars, you know, Wobot, Tess, there's, there's a bunch of them out there that are doing kind of low level, you know, mental health check-ins, um, you know, kind of personal conversation bots. I could see a day where, frankly, I could see this kind of connecting with the phone where, um, you know, you'll call and it'll be an audio, an auto receptionist. Now, it, she won't be able to sound like Alexa or Google. It'll have to sound like something different, but uh, it'll, it'll be, you know, answered, frankly, by a computer who will ask a few questions to try to get a sense of not in the like press one if you're having, you know, if you're struggling with mental health, press two, if you're, <laughs> you know, if your marriage is falling apart, you know, press three, if you've got money problems, but in a conversational way, um, artificial intelligence will be able to root those calls and ultimately say, hey, you know who the best person you talk to? You should talk to Vanessa. She's fantastic. She'd love to help you on these things. Or like, you should talk to our groups people, that kind of thing, um, which I think, again, uh, will help so many people. It'll help us ultimately extend our influence. It'll help us to, uh, ultimately do what we, what we do well, which is again, creative and, and emotional work. Uh, but it'll, it'll extend our ability to do that and help more people than we have been able to before. I feel like some people might love this next one. Attendance on weekends. Yeah. So again, artificial intelligence is going to be good at processing huge amounts of data. It's going to do what really you can't do or no human can do. And we're already starting to see some examples of this. But imagine what would happen if you could send an email, text message, audio message uh, to everyone who attended this weekend at church. Just say, hey, we're so glad you're here. And then be able to message all those people who didn't attend and send them a summary of the weekend. Well, that technology is just up over the horizon. This idea of facial recognition at scale. Now, what will drive this is ultimately people's ability or their desire to want to be public. Now, obviously, there's been a backlash in the last two years, particularly mm. against Facebook. But um, you could see it a tool like Facebook being able to have a high definition camera, a 4K, 4K or an 8K camera at the front of your auditor auditorium, literally taking a picture of everyone in your audience and then comparing that with your Facebook page uh, with facial recognition and then indicating, is this person here or not? This technology is not that far away. In fact, there's already solutions that are very close to this. Frankly, I am excited about this day because I think it will give us the ability to do all kinds of interesting things with follow-up. It'll give us the opportunity to do all kinds of ways to kind of connect with people in a, in a deeper way. Um, again, we don't want to be creepy. We want to be helpful. And I mm -hmm. think we do, um, you know, we do want to, um, you know, and I think there's opportunity here on this front. A couple weeks ago, I was at Disney World, which was great and fun. And we haven't really talked about that on air, but I probably should at some point. Uh, but I actually had an interesting facial recognition thing happen. I come in, it was later in the week, two or three days in, and um, my my magic band thing wasn't working. And so then the the person that was, you know, there put up their hand and a manager came over and uh, they had like an iPad on in front of them, some sort of souped up iPad. And uh, they said, oh, it's so good to see you here. Sorry that we're having a problem here. And they, I scanned my, um, magic band thing, the thing that gets me in uh, on the iPad. And then I was trying to look at what was coming up on the iPad. And I, you know, they didn't really want me to, but I was trying to look, well, what it was, was a picture from that morning of me checking in. That's so crazy. I, this was a re-entry later in the day and they had a picture and it literally was me walking into the park. I could see that was, you know, on there. Now for me, that was great because it made a real seamless entry. The person, again, the, the human had to do the creative work at that point, which was the customer service point, the human interaction, the like, Hey, we're so glad you're here. Have a great day. You know, and then they did whatever magic they need to do on that. Uh, but th so that day is, um, is coming. We're uh, excited for 
you know, the, the ability to take attendance, uh, you know, on mass again, some people are listening and thinking, ah, I don't, don't want to do that. Uh, but yeah, excited about that. Cool. Finding connections between people. This is also kind of cool. Yeah. So a big part of pastoral work, you know, this is, um, you know, you're talking with someone and, you know, this, I I find a part of my job, what I love to do is to kind of knit the body together through Mm -hmm. human connections. And so you're a real estate agent. um, And, you know, I, if I bump into someone who goes to our church, who's like, Hey, I'm thinking about selling my house. The problem is we have a lot of real estate agents at our church, but what I, what I should do is say, Hey, you should talk to Vanessa. She's amazing. And she's a good friend of mine and you know here's your contact now that is a um although isn't like necessarily a spiritual benefit of being at the church it is a real benefit to people who are at the church those social connections mm-hmm. uh, provides real value to people and as a church leader i love the ability to be able to do that i, I love the it I, I find it is a you know is an encouraging way there's a guy another example out there's a guy in our church uh, or a, a couple in our church who run a video production company and um and i've been able to make connections for them to say like hey because people have saw some video stuff we've done they're like where'd you get that done and i'm like oh you should talk to cole and lydia they're fantastic they're uh, you know here's their connection that that sort of thing now imagine being able to do that at scale so if you if we had a, a you know if we took our church management software and it was constantly calling all the social media feeds of all the people who attended our churches at all times and it was looking for not just people asking questions like hey I'm looking for a real estate agent but um you know someone who sold 10 things at their house in the last month and also you know they painted you know two rooms in their house they're showing uh, you know what looks like might be um you know the opportunity that they may be actually going to sell their house so soon hmm. and what if we went and connected that data to a personal leader or to a pastoral leader and said hey this person might be moving they they're showing op- signs that they may be moving you should reach out to them and if they are moving here's a real estate agent that the database thinks might be actually the best for them to talk to talk with imagine if we had that kind of opportunity i think it would be great um it'd be a great opportunity for uh you know for us to really ultimately uh help people get more connected at our churches so fascinating (laughs) all right let's talk about personalizing communications at scale Yes. So uh, artificial intelligence at its core uh, will be most helpful in helping individuals filter out the noise. So I think ultimately the reason why we will allow artificial intelligence into our lives more is because there's so much um, communication coming at us because we live in an information age. And these tools are going to help us to ultimately filter out what we don't want to hear. You know, it won't matter if it's an email, audio, text message, phone call, you know, in a hyper-personalized world, uh, messages, you know, that are the most useful to the individual will, will, I mean, if it's not the most useful, they'll simply be tuned out. Artificial intelligence will allow churches to be able to develop streams of communication belts based, belts on, based on an individual's needs, preferences, age, and stage. Imagine your church being able to serve up customized content. Um, you know, from messages from everybody who's been here in the last two years, maybe it's, maybe it's like, um, you know, again, back to the social media thing, maybe someone is like struggling with something online. And again, your, your church's AI intelligence says like, Oh, Hey, this person seems to be struggling with this. Here is not just a message from two years ago, but here's like a five minute clip from two years ago. That would be the most, you know, important, uh, for this particular person. They would either automatically send that the AI would automatically send that or send it to you as a church leader to say, hey, why don't you send this clip to that person? It seems like they're struggling a little bit with this thing. 
as a person in the church, man, what a huge gift that would be to kind of get that kind of content. Uh, So artificial is is here. Artificial intelligence is here to stay. Uh, You know, I suspect it's not going to be like science fiction, you know, movies from our childhood, but it's going to be really extending our abilities as human in the same way that the shovel didn't replace the laborer who had to go out and do work or the spreadsheet didn't replace the CFO. uh, They really just extended those people's ability to do work. And in the same way, artificial intelligence is going to help you and I as church leaders to ultimately help and care for people uh, even more. So uh, what ways would you see, you know, that you think artificial intelligence can help leave an article, leave a, a an article, leave, don't leave a whole article, leave a comment at the bottom of this article. I would love uh, to hear more. Awesome. Well, thanks listeners so much for tuning in today. You can see the full article on our other podcast at unseminary.com. <laughs>